0: Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And my guest today is Simone Amisic who is working in everything. (laughs) Really. (laughs) Just a few things. Well, all rise, you know. CBS, huge show. Mm -hmm. Biggest freshman show there was when it came out there. And now you say, because when other people would say, you know what, I'm just going to take some time (laughs) off my husband. Maybe we'll go to an island and do that. You say, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work for Netflix again (laughs) and I'll do Altered Carbon. Yes. So is it just that you just have to work? Are you obsessed?
1: no chill i i do not rest no 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 I, just all of these wonderful characters and opportunities come to me and i i can't say no i can't turn it down <laughs> who wants to turn down being a badass on Netflix again and then being one on national te- on network television. No Well,
0: I mean, but Judge Loa Carmichael yeah. isn't a badass. She's as, mm. well, she's got mischief in her. She's, him, she's strong. she's a rebel.
1: Yeah, she's a rebel. Well, that's
0: what you always play. Yeah. Whether you're on Luke K, whether you're Misty Knight, now you're a bounty hunter yeah. on Altered Carbon. You always, Simone, seem to have it together. You're the opposite of me. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> is that you in life? Are you no. just this person who always has got it?
1: No, no, what? absolutely not. I'm still figuring it out. I think we all are. I think you will be till the day you die. <laughs> Is that how it's especially be? me <laughs> no i but I think that the difference between you know. Misty Knight and Trep on Alter Carbon and Lola Carmichael is that all of them have this appearance of being very strong, which is great. They have determination and very strong moral compass. But then the wonderful thing about Lola is that she is fragile. She is clumsy and a little bit messy. And, you know, Trep is a wonderful character as a bounty hunter. And you think that she's one way. And then you find out that there's something soft underneath it, too. So, I think it's great to be able to play these strong female leads, but that are multidimensional and that people can identify with. Because nobody just wants to see the, you know, that. You want to see somebody with a little bit of. Yeah, but
0: when you were on Luke Cage doing that, you did it without one arm. That too. They said, let's make it even harder for her to do this. We'll have her lose her arm. Yes. And. He still did fight scenes.
1: But that was the most exciting part of that character for me. I think season one, everybody's like, well, when are you going to get the bionic arm? And I'm looking at all the producers like, yeah, when am I going to get the bionic arm? (laughs) They're like, not yet. So I was excited for the, the change, the growth of that character. Physically, it was difficult, Uh, Literally fighting with one arm tied behind my back. Well, what's
0: actually happening with your other arm? Is Uh, it just covered in... It uh, is.
1: For the first half of it, before they figured it out, it would be a camera trick of like, okay, and now the camera's moving here, Simone, can you just move your arm around to the front and remember (laughs) your lines and hit your mark? (laughs) Don't put your arm no, on the fireplace That's a private joke okay. guy. It
0: really is. Don't put it there. Don't put it there. Don't put it there. But then
1: later they were like, you know what? Let's up the budget. Let's give her a green screen. <laughs> Let's give her a green screen. Let's have her
0: have something Let's have her.
1: It was, probably sure. the, it was probably that. Hit yeah.
0: all your marks and then, you know, do your lines and not just do them, but act them so that I believe everything. that. But
1: that's just make it easy.
0: you chose.
1: I, you know, I did. You I really signed did. up for it. I'm not mad at it. So
0: before I get on to these other new projects that are there i have to take a minute with luke cage yes and say how did you allow them to cancel that show
1: you know ted and the guys over at marble they called me up they said simone what do you think and i said guys i think that uh, <laughs> it's time i think it's time. sure that's
0: what they do <laughs> they don't do go. they yeah, called they me up say.
1: said so what do you think i said <laughs> it might ruffle a few feathers you know, I think that everyone but we're was But we are all hanging. I know. I was hanging. Mm-hmm. I was literally on set, interestingly enough, on a CBS show called Tell Me a Story. Mm-hmm. I was playing with my husband, who's also an actor, Dorian Missick, and he was on the show. I was playing his wife, and I got the phone call on a Friday night, and I thought, like, oh, my God, this is the call. They're going to tell us that Daughters of the Dragon with Colleen Wing and Misty Night is going to go. And mm-hmm. they were like, yes, yeah, but the show's got kids <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that was a quick turn of events. I don't but, know
0: what the best way is to tell somebody just that. Just rip
1: it off like a band That's you know what you got to do. You got to rip it off. You can't play around. You know, and at the same time, they knew that it was... You to buy that house. <laughs> right. You, know. and you wanted to stay planted. <laughs> nah. No, nah.
0: nah. nah, we're
1: taking it off. But ultimately, I think everything happens for a reason. I was very thankful that right after that, I got Alter Carbon, which was a wonderful way to continue to do action and to be another strong character on a netflix show in a family that i know and love and it was it was a great transition and then right in the middle of shooting that i got all rise and so i'm playing <laughs> i'm playing a woman who's like in the the dystopian future in the 20, 2400s and something <laughs> And then I come back to LA and I'm in downtown LA playing a judge. So it was, it's a nice little, you <laughs> sure, know.
0: Sure, just having that kind of schizoid lifestyle yes! is the perfect thing yes! for anybody to have. Who am I today? Right.
1: They were like, I don't think you would punch the defendant. I was like, oh, wrong show, sorry. sorry. Yeah,
0: why have, why have you dressed Judge Carmen? Why does she have the shrove coming out of her why head? Why does she actually have the great thing, the most, it's fascinating to me about Altered Carmen, is that. You have this stack for yeah. people, I don't know you poor benighted souls that <laughs> haven't watched season one, but now right. you watch season two because yeah. Simone you is should. there. She's there. She's mm-hmm. playing this bounty hunter. But if you watch season one, you saw Joel Kinneman playing uh, Takashi. Kovac.
1: Takeshi yeah. He's
0: there, and yet you have, because it's the future, mm-hmm. we have this little stack that has all our memories and yeah. who we are. Yeah. And you could put it in another body. Yeah. You can just... So suddenly, uh, Vykaia Shikovac is now Anthony Mackie. Yes. Yes. Wow.
1: The magic of the future. The
0: magic of the future is if some actor decides he wants more money, they could say, well, well new stack. New, you know, here it is. We're going to put this
1: in. I that might... No. No. Yeah. no. Absolutely. Uh, but I think the concept of the show, very interesting. They always say that TV tells you either... What happened, what's happening, or what is going to happen, and I hope we never advance to that kind of technology where you can just go, you know what, I like your body. I'm going to take that. Thank you very gonna much. Gonna I was going
0: to ask you whose body you would like to see. Beyonce. Share. Beyonce, it's going to be her. Wow. You don't even
1: need to pause Paros on that, that one. one. If her bank account comes <laughs> with it, I'll take it.
0: it. Can- <laughs> but... Here you are doing that, from Luke Cage to Altered Carbon, Netflix. You're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, as those of us in the business call it.
1: So few people, MCU. So few people get that opportunity in their careers, especially so few women of color. So I feel extremely blessed and thankful to have played a character like Misty Knight within the MCU, and you know. Misty Knight was the first African-American female superhero she ever drawn, was. ever created. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for them to put me in that stack. You're in that stack. little crossover. I'm playing that. I'll take it, yeah. You
0: know, as actors, you all have stacks. You all bring those we parts all. that you played with
1: you. Yeah. I don't
0: know where they go.
1: I, I think they come with you a lot. I think that each character is brought to you to teach you something about yourself. And Misty Knight... I was able to bring a lot of myself to the character. I play basketball in real life, and so... Really? So I do. That's you. That was me. And what was so brilliant about it is that happened the day of. They had no idea. They had hired me a, a stunt double mm-hmm. who was also a basketball coach, and she's a wonderful player, NCAA champ. and. They were like, okay, Simone, we're going to give you some rehearsal. I was like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. I'll go and do basketball I don't know rehearsal. anything. Right. And you wouldn't want to take a bet right, on this? Right, right. <laughs> so when we got out there and, and it's the camera's all set up, crew, and we're out in the middle of Harlem, 30 extras and people in the background watching. And I sunk that shot, first shot. <laughs> Literally, they you know, cut the entire crew with crazy. <laughs> they were like, yeah! I was like, "Oh yeah, guys." Who is this? By the way, I play basketball, so you know these those great moments. Those go with you everywhere, from every character. Well, it
0: would, but couldn't they have asked you and said, "You know, someone, have you ever held a
1: basketball?" I think that. You know, being a woman, the assumption is that you can't. <laughs> oh, if that's every sad. man that steps on on a set. They're probably like, you you play basketball, right? <laughs> Guys, like, actually, I played Hamlet at Cambridge. <laughs> Has no, no basketball. No skills. idea what it is. Yeah. But for women, you know, the 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 default is that we're probably not athletic, and so it was great in that moment to kind of shock them all.
0: Good for you. You know, that's how it should. Keep happen. it a little
1: close to the hip. <laughs> You can't lay it all we'll out. We'll see how it happens. Yeah.
0: You, stunt person. <laughs> yes. You know, go have lunch. And
1: she got paid for the paid day. For so she was happy. I
0: think it's great that yeah. such like that. Yeah. Where did you learn? When did you start I playing I started basketball?
1: playing basketball in the third grade. My dad played basketball through high school. And instead of playing in college, he chose to play baseball, multi-talented athlete. Mm-hmm. So I grew up playing a lot of sports. Um, but I started in elementary school and then eventually became the varsity captain of my team and, you know, decided in college, one, I wasn't that great and two... That I wanted to do acting, and so I, I put my sports aside, but, you know, it's always there. But
0: see, it comes back. It's always there. And it's there. handy, yeah. and it's the thing to do it. Yeah. So do you feel this responsibility as an African-American woman when you get this? It's not very often. It's not the first one to no. be on a network show like All Rise, right. period. Right, You know? Yeah. Hate that period right. after that, because yeah. it should never end. No. You know, we don't want that to happen.
1: I think... I think the responsibility is to make sure it doesn't end. I think that with being a black woman who's leading a show, all eyes are on you. There is a certain amount of pressure. uh, And we have a very multicultural cast. And so the question is always, do people want to see that? Um, I credit CBS and our producers for for taking that chance and saying, I bet they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that the numbers that we were able to hit and continue to hit Mm -hmm. show that people do care about everyone and that there are many more people out there that look like everyone that's in the cast than just this homogenous idea of what a legal drama should be or what a legal comedy should be or what that kind of show is. Our show is kind of a hybrid. Our cast is certainly a hybrid of multi-talented people. We've got two Tony Award winners on our cast. I mean, for goodness sakes.
0: Lindsay Mendes and And Ruthie Ruthie Ann Miles.
1: I mean, it is... An embarrassment of riches. Mm. We've got Mark Helgenberger, who is like the grand dame of CBS, and mm-hmm. she is such a beautiful soul to work with. And, you know, Wilson Bethel and Jay Alex Brinson and Jessica Camacho. Like, we've just got this amazing cast. Jessica is a superhero. So
0: nobody hates any one person? Nobody They don't does. come after you and say, no. are they told? You know, listen, to Simone, don't, star- don't do it. Don't look don't her in the do eye. It. As long
1: as I do that, that's we're good. Work good. <laughs> yes. I make sure there's a mark just slightly to the that's right of my great. head, and everything is safe.
0: One of the my favorite things about this show mm. is that you and Wilson get to be these college buddies yeah. who don't have sex on your mind yes. with each other. Really. Great thing to have.
1: It is, and I think, like you said, it's so rare to see a man and a woman where that's not the back of their mind. And of course, you have fans who are like, "Come on, no." Did they ever? Did they ever? Will they, they ever? What a,
0: they were in college. When is together? it going to? There <laughs> had to have been to be a moment. Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, our our show's creator, uh, Greg Spottiswood, he really is dedicated to seeing that play out in a way that does not go into that land. I mean, who knows? Season five, seven, what? CBS and the producers will, will come that's up what, with sexy sex You never sex. know. That's
0: when it should happen. Right, a yeah.
1: flashback of sorts. But I think that that's a good thing. There are so many men and women in the world who are best friends, who don't look at each other in that way. And television kind of forgets that for the sake of like, oh, but it's exciting. It's ratings. It's Monday night. we got to keep people coming back. Ratings? What? what? Who cares about ratings? <laughs> We're going to do this the way we life. want to do it. Yeah. Well, you have a thing on your
0: Instagram. Instagram account where you are posing by your billboard in Hollywood for all rides and your face is just like,
1: wow, it was a real emotion because it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. The great full circle moment about that is that that billboard was maybe five minutes from my first job in LA. So I used to work at the Grove. At the Cheesecake Factory.
0: Really, you were Cheesecake I Factory was cheesecake material. F- that I is was, tough to pass. That. I know, man. It yeah. takes a lot.
1: You got to remember you all those really, damn recipes. You Really do. You really do. You do. do. It's like 175 items on the menu. No, a
0: friend of mine who's an actor was crushed because he was told he wasn't Cheesecake Factory material. Tell him. That you are.
1: Bigger and better places.
0: They're coming for (laughs) you. They
1: are. But, I, you know, I worked there for three and a half years when I first got to L.A., and it taught me a lot about people. And I met some friends that I'm still friends with today. Jessica Camacho and I barely missed each other. She, She came as I left. Left to the same cheesecake factory, so we have the same mutual friends, but we didn't work together. But for that billboard to be right there, it was like okay. And now it's no. You
0: deserve it. You should have that. Come on. You know,
1: I don't know if deserve, but I appreciate being there, and I definitely that should never
0: come down. That should be a thing that's always there (laughs) for for you. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But talk about relationships in this business. You married into this business. I did. I married an actor. And not only an actor, but somebody that you've acted with.
1: Yes. I've had the fortune of working with my husband, Dorian, on several projects. I said, CBS has told me a story. I think was the last time we worked together. We played on Luke Cage. Cage. Arch, oh, he was, and you were horrendous to him. He was an awful human He's, being. Well, he, he
0: was, wasn't called cockroach for, for nothing, nothing, right? <laughs> right? Have you ever met a
1: cockroach, cockroach? Well, no, there was one cockroach that we loved <laughs> on the Cosby Show, but <laughs> yeah. after that, it was no, just it was, him. Was he was a terrible, terrible person. person. <laughs> it should have been squashed. And he did get squashed. In real life, he's a great guy.
0: Well, that's good yeah. because you're married now mm-hmm. for like what? Eight years. Eight years is it's like in nice Hollywood week. years. It's like three decades.
1: 172 is <laughs> actually the number. Really, it's an amazing. Not like dog years. It's a different mathematical equation for married <laughs> no, in, in it, Hollywood. But what's the secret? There is none. We well, we are Christians. We pray together. Mm-hmm. We support one another. Uh, And that, I think, is the only thing that that really is the thing that we can count on and count in. Because, you know, if you have an argument and you're like, well, I'm right, but you're wrong, (laughs) you got to come in the middle (laughs) because the word says you do. And and we also are—we don't compete with one another, which is great. I have seen some couples who are both in the business or in different versions of the business, and they compete, and I've never had that with him, which is great. You know, when we first met— I was still waiting tables. I, you know, had small incremental bits of success. And he just kept telling me, like, it's going to happen for you. I really believe it's going to happen. And for five years that we were together, he just kept keeping me motivated. keep kept praying with me, kept believing with me. And when I booked Luke Cage, it was like he booked it. He cried more than I did. <laughs> he was like, thank God I don't have to pay all the bills anymore. <laughs>
0: It's kind of a great thing it because is. we just there's so many stories where you're in the same profession. Yeah, how is that working? You yeah. know, and you've it's got working. each other and you've got God. You do, so you we do. do. It.
1: Yeah. And
0: now I have two questions from social media. Oh, I thought we were media. now going to have
1: popcorn. No, you can't have that. Yet. I got to so Keep your hands excited. off of that.
0: There's questions from the outside world. Oh before. goodness! Don't let that Soon happen. Soon it will happen. We're safe in here. Soon it will happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trevor P has a question and says, "As an aspiring actor, I would have peed my pants to get a role with Marvel. What did it mean for you to find out you would play Misty?" Oh,
1: I might have peed my pants just a little bit (laughs) that day. Um, It was outstanding. It was something that I did not quite understand the full scope of when I auditioned. Her name was Missy, and she was just a cop. And that was all I knew. I didn't know that it was Misty Knight. I didn't know that she was a superhero. I knew nothing. You weren't up on your Marvel? I wasn't up on it, but I also didn't quite know that it was a Marvel show. That's how secretive they were. It was like, you sign your life away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's this non-disclosure. If we
0: need you right. in 2050,
1: right. and you have to be with us. But don't... You, they didn't give any information about the character. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this would be great to play this cop. And then I get a phone call that says, congratulations, you're going to be Misty Knight. And I'm, like, jotting it down, like, Misty Knight. Google Misty Knight. <laughs> I had no clue that she was who she was, that she was the first black female superhero ever drawn... That the creator of her, one of them, was from Detroit, which is where I'm from. And so, in addition to all that excitement, it felt like it was meant to be. It felt like I was chosen to play this character and bring her to life in a way that had never been done. And, I mean, was every kidnap. day. It was. And every day, you know, new... New things about it just kept unfolding where I was like, oh yeah, thank you. This was this was meant to just be. Just
0: to play anyone named Misty Knight. If I, mean, I didn't know Marble, i think maybe she was a stripper. You know, because <laughs> it's a great name. But no. It is a great it's, name.
1: It's been, your first your first pet in the street you grew up yeah, on, right?
0: right? What am I playing? I missed Misty night. All right, one more question. This one from Christy T who says, mm. uh, Miss Simone, I love it that you play such strong women on TV. Your character set a great example. Do you intentionally seek out such roles?
1: No. I think that uh, these these jobs come to me. I'd certainly audition for lots of things that I do not get. And so maybe it's something in me that, you know, people just go, is she really going to be that fragile? Is she good at playing, (laughs) you know, that kind of a woman? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And maybe that, again, that's something I have to find within myself. But I think that it's a good thing that I get cast to play, you know, these strong women. I I don't seek it out. I definitely am open to everything that comes. I, I just think
0: it's great that you played Misty, mm-hmm. that you are a judge on mm-hmm. All Rise who mm-hmm. is wise in that courtroom. She really is. She she knows what she's doing, even though she has her feelings. And, and now on Altered Carbon, you're a murderer. <laughs> I don't know what the trajectory is there, but it's like, I think it says don't mess with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, maybe
0: it does. So I bring up the last thing. This is the first time you've been on this show, so we're all delighted. Yes. But we always ask, that being we, being me, uh, someone to sing a little something (sighs)
1: so
0: that you take us out in melody and song.
1: Oh. Oh. Look at
0: that. What will I sing? (laughs) What will I sing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I think think of 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 any song? I am literally freezing. Someone, give me a song. Lord help me. I'm I'm... going to sing. (gasps) It's going to sound terrible. I think that's fine. I know it's
0: not going to sound terrible. It's going to sound terrible. All right, it's terrible.
1: But I'm going to sing it as a child because that's when I first learned the song. Red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue, do, do, (laughs) do. I can sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow, sing a rainbow tune. That was I have terrible. I've never
0: heard. You've
1: never heard no, that? No, I
0: love it. It's a perfect bounty you prob- hunter song.
1: You've probably heard no. it in a different key I and
0: octave. A Different. I've heard it in different ways, but never this way. <laughs> and never, and all I could just flash on was <laughs> a bounty hunter right. singing me sing a rainbow. That. Right. That's perfect.
1: I think it's a nice dichotomy.
0: Simone, you are a delight. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was great.